Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Hey, I'm so excited you guys are here this morning. Just to clarify, for the fight, it's about to go down. It's actually an MMA fight, so you're like, if you're visiting church, you're like, there's going to be fights from the church. It's going to be awesome. They keep, they keep trying to, like, put me in the fight somehow, like me versus Craig Rochelle or something. I'm like, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'll take me to the hospital or the cemetery. Who can preach a funeral? That's what I want to know. You know what I'm saying? Somebody did it for free for me. It'd be great. Uh, but, man, I'm just so excited. Before we dive in, I just want to say thank you for those who came out last week to Easter, uh, those of you that invite somebody. Uh, we had just an awesome turnout of people. Uh, more importantly, we had uh, spiritual decisions for Christ. Uh, we had six people raise their hand for salvation, which is super awesome. That's why we do this. Give it up for God. That's so awesome. So we, we do that on purpose, you know. We always give an opportunity for somebody to meet Jesus, and so it's exciting. So I want to say thank you also to our dream team, the group of people that serve week in, week out, that set this place up. It's so incredible what they do, and there's millions of little details. So I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you by my heart uh, for all you do. So give it for our dream team once again for all the work that they have done. So today we started a brand new series called To Love Like Jesus, and uh, I'm excited to dive in, so we're just going to kind of jump in right now, but who has teenagers at home? We put your hand up real high. Who has, who's got teenagers? You got to look around here, so I got the light here. Man, all right. Who loves working with teenagers? Did you notice all those hands just went down? <laughs> a lot of you do, like, a lot, no, no. But those of you who kept your hand up or those who add your hand, you guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. You know what I'm talking about? Crazy awesome. That's what I'm getting. I was a youth pastor for 10 years. I love teenagers. I don't, you'd be like, man, you're weird. I'm like, yes, I'm weird. I love teenagers. I love playing sports with teenagers. We, uh, a youth group band, we always play dodgeball, wolf ball, four square. We always had something for fun with the kids. And I don't know what it is, but seeing a kid getting destroyed in a sport, I don't know what it is, but it's fun. Like, you know, it's like a spalding across the forehead. You know what I'm talking about. You play the game, you're probably your own kid. You're like, ooh. Shouldn't have done that. That was a little fast, you know. Sorry, Jack. You know, like, <laughs> kick a dodgeball. Oh, again? You know, it's like, uh, that's just all fun, right? Like, I love working with teens. It's such an incredible time. And what's cool about teenagers is when you get involved in their life, you see what God does. It's so easy to spend time with a teenager if you're working in youth group and really just being around them and just saying, hey, how's your life? How's this going? And eventually, it's there. You actually hear the real truth, you know what I'm saying? And those open up to you, and all of a sudden you're pouring into their life, and you're, you're saying things that everybody else is saying, but somehow they listen to you, which is like kind of random. Uh, doesn't always happen that way, but you see the spiritual fruit of that. I was a youth pastor and saw so many kids come to Christ, so many people break from, free from addiction, so many people go on to follow God outside of even youth ministry. It's so many kids that came to youth group that didn't go to church ever. I love that, you know? I love that you can be a youth group for people who don't know Jesus. That's what it's all about. And uh, you know, one of the hardest things in youth ministry was really uh, dealing with some of the issues you'd see on the backside. And so there'd be time to time where a young man or a young woman would sit across from me and my wife and would share their story. And oftentimes these stories were stories of abuse. They'd be stories of neglect. They'd be stories of abandonment. And it really rips your heart out um, as you see how many teens, how many people have been in that situation. It's more than you can probably imagine uh, that I'd sat across from over the time period of being a youth pastor for 10 years. And one of those times I sat down across from a young lady, me and my wife, and this was significantly different. And to hear the story of abuse, uh, I said, hey, can you just write this out? You know, like, you know, just get it out on paper. Like, what, what, what happened? And page after page after page of abuse. 
And it's not like a mild abuse, you know. I mean, I just hate to put levels on it. But, you know, you got the real bad and the bad, bad, bad. And this is like the extreme bad. And you're looking at this page again, this is unbelievable. And I began to get mad, not her, but at the abuser, right? And we have this, like, un, just this ability to just be like, I am offended for you. Like, I'm mad. Like, I'm, I'm at this point, like, I want that person to suffer. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you're like, this person needs to be hurt. And like, I feel like I want to go hurt this person. Like, who, who is this person? Let's go find this person. And I'm just going to go beat Jesus into this person. You know what I'm talking about? Like, for Jesus, you know, just like, bring it on. Like, I want to, you know, this man thing is like, better watch yourself, you know? And all of a sudden, you're like, man, people like this, they deserve hell. Like, I remember telling myself that. Like, this person deserves hell for what he's put this person through. And we have these feelings. And like, what do you, what do, you do? Like, how do you forgive the unforgivable? Like, that's the story we want to talk about today. How do you forgive the unforgivable? How do you let go of those things that have happened in our past? You know, for me, there's been time in my life where I was significantly wounded by other people. Like, blindsided. Like, absolutely, like, hurt by some things, you know? Like, I felt abandoned. I felt like I was, I was hurt. And I can't really tell the story because it involves people. But, like, it was this part of my life where I felt like I was on my own, you know? Like, there's people who cared for me but were gone. Like, I was abandoned. Like, I feel like you're, now all of a sudden you're like, man, I'm, I'm mad, you know? I'm, I'm upset. Like, how do I forgive these people? How do, I, how do I forgive the person that hurt me so bad I felt betrayed? And so how do you forgive something that's unforgivable? So today we're starting a new series called To Love Like Jesus. And I believe God is going to do something significant in your life. Like, if you open your heart to him, that he's going to change something deep inside of you through this three-part series. And so next week we're going to dive in and talk about Jesus washing the disciples' feet that the God of the universe is going to serve humanity and something in our heart that says, hey, we need to serve people. Then the following week after that, we're about Jesus breaking bread and like being a community, like loving one another. And today we're going to talk about forgiveness of sins, that Jesus forgives sinners. Like in our heart, can we forgive the unforgivable? And so today we're going to dive in. I want you to look at Jesus' display of forgiveness in Luke 23. This is an amazing picture of the forgiveness that Jesus offers. I want you to imagine Jesus on the cross and innocent, nailed to the cross, and his nails in his hands and his feet, and he's hung between two criminals being crucified, excruciating pain, being mocked and scorned. And Jesus says this incredibly amazing, graceful forgiveness statement. It says in Luke 23, 32, it says, Two other men, both criminals, were also laid led out with Jesus to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on the right and the other on his left. You know, oftentimes you have a misunderstanding of what it means to be crucified. Like a lot of times you see it in the movies, you know, and you have this cross and it's super high and there's up here, their feet are way up here. And, but the cross was really made to be a torture element. It was made to be absolutely humiliating and horrific. Matter of fact, crucifixions were expensive. Like you actually had to pay for that, you know? I mean, this cost money for the government to do this, and it was, it was reserved for the worst of the worst of the worst criminals. They did this so you could mock the person, so you could humiliate the person. Matter of fact, the word excruciating actually comes out from the cross. That word was coined from out of the cross, like excruciating. Yeah, that's from the cross. That's, it was designed to be absolutely excruciating. And so the cross wasn't set up at super high level. The cross was actually set down so their feet would only be a couple feet off the ground. And so that way you could look eye to eye to your accuser. Look eye to eye and mock and humiliate and spit. And so you can imagine Jesus being just a few feet off the ground and all his accusers staying there. You saved other people, save yourself. All hail, King of the Jews. Come on. And spit in his face and yell at him. And it's the worst part of creation, this worst moment of creation, right? 
where we as people are spitting and mocking in the face of God who is literally dying on a cross for our sins. And Jesus makes this statement, this incredible statement of forgiveness in the middle of being tortured by the very people he came to save. He says this statement in Luke 23, 34. He says this, Father, forgive them, forgive them. Daddy, forgive them for they know not what they do. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Is that not powerful? Is that not incredible that the God of the universe would stop and say, I love my enemy. I'm going to pray right now for the people that I'm going to die for that are killing me. I'm going to pray forgiveness over them. You know, if you live long enough, you're going to find you're going to get hurt by people, right? And you hurt people? All of us, right? We've all had a story of being abandoned or being hurt. And so maybe it's for somebody today, maybe you were that person that had been through abuse. Like maybe you could sit down in front of me and say, hey, if I were honest with you, yeah, I've got some stuff in my past. Maybe there's a mom or a dad that maybe there's drugs involved and neglect. Maybe there's things that happen that are inappropriate. Maybe, maybe you're in a situation, maybe even you worked a job and it just wasn't for you and you felt like somebody was out to get you, right? Like your boss is kind of pushing you out but not telling you. I mean, maybe there's a friend that lied about you. Maybe somebody destroyed your reputation. Am I resonating with anybody here? Like we have these stories, right? Like maybe somebody talks some smack on your wife, you know? And all of a sudden, like, man, I'm, I'm taking offense. I'm hurt. Like for each of us, we have this kind of story. Maybe you're mad at God. Maybe something happened in your life at some point. You're like, why God? Why? This makes no sense. Why would this happen to me? I did everything right, God. Why? Or maybe you're here this morning, you're like, kind of mad at yourself. Like, you, you know you did something, right? There's something that happened, and you can't go back and change it. And you're disappointed, and you can't, you can't forgive yourself. You know, maybe there's somebody that's even passed away that you're still mad at. Like, they're not even here. They haven't been in your life in a long time, and you're still upset with them. And Jesus offers forgiveness. How can we forgive the things that are unforgivable? How do you forgive like Jesus forgave? You know, forgiveness is at the center of the gospel, it's at the very center of the gospel. As we are forgiven, we are to forgive one another. And so I want to give you two simple thoughts this morning of how to forgive. And I'm at, these are simple thoughts, but they're, like, extremely hard to do. <laughs> like, it's like, yes, I understand, but I do not want to do this. That's what it's kind of going to be like this morning at some level. There's just going to be that little tension in your life. And so that there's just two things of how to forgive like Jesus. One is pray for those that have hurt you. Just simply pray for those that hurt you. Just like Jesus did on the cross, you pray for those that have hurt you. It says in Luke 6, 28, it says this, bless those who curse you and pray for those that hurt you. You've got these two kind of sides, right? Bless those who curse you and pray for those that hurt you. Bless and pray. You know, you're like, I'll pray for them. I'll pray they're getting hemorrhoids. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm, I'm, pray, I'm praying your brakes go out. I'm gonna pray my line goes fast in your line. You know what I'm talking about. You've been there. Like, I'm gonna pray. I'm praying. I'm, you know, I'm gonna pray you suffer. I'm gonna pray you, you're gonna hurt, you know? Like, we have these kind of moments where, like, man, I do not want to pray for that person. Like, I'm, God, just do something. You know, like, there's something gonna happen. So it says to pray for them, though. And Jesus throws a curveball. He throws his absolute curveball when he makes this statement found in Matthew chapter 5. This is kind of a, a um, a, like a complete shock to people he's talking to. I mean, their jaws be hanging on the ground. You hear a pin drop when he makes this comment. And this is a very familiar passage, but I hope that you don't miss like the spiritual application in your life. You can really change who you are on the inside just because you've heard the verse a million times doesn't mean God's not gonna work in it. So just, I just have your ears open to this because it's absolutely incredible what Jesus says or what Matthew says about Jesus. You've heard that it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's how we all grew up, right? I grew up that way. I don't know, like love people who love you, hate people who hate you, you know, 
you know, uh, bone for bone, eye for eye. You've been there, right? Like, that's, that's how we work, right? They did something mad to you. You're going to come back and give them another punch. That's how it works. That's how we grew up. But Jesus says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. I mean, did he just say that right? I'm literally supposed to pray for those that persecute me and love them? I mean, this is a big deal. Back in the day, like, the Romans, they worshiped the God of revenge, it's like, you, you was like, it's like a big deal. Like, I'm going to send, send some revenge on that person. Like, okay, where's the revenge God come rain down? The Jewish culture was eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, blood for blood. This was a big deal. Like today, somebody flips you off, you're going to flip them off back, right? Like, that's why I don't have a real-life bumper sticker on my truck. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. You can go with that. Come on now. It's serious. rough crowd, man. Jeez. But you never know, right? Like, somebody speeds by me or cuts me off. You never know. You never know what might happen in the truck, right? Like, you never know, like... Just going there, right? Like, love your enemies. We're called to love our enemies. You know, it's easy to absorb this truth until you actually have an enemy. <laughs> like, oh, I love my enemies. Praise Jesus for my enemies. I love my enemies. And then you get an enemy, <laughs> right? Like, somebody, somebody, did, somebody abused somebody you cared about. Somebody is taking down your reputation. Somebody is kind of after you at some level. There's somebody in the family that did something wrong to somebody else in your family. And I'll tell you what, if I see them at Christmas, it's on. I'm not sending a dish out for that person. You know what I'm talking about. You've been there. We lived that Jerry Springer sometimes. You know what I'm talking about? We've done that. And sometimes you're so bitter, like we're supposed to love our enemy. You know, it's easy to love an enemy until you actually have an enemy. It's crazy. Somebody hurts you. Somebody betrayed you. You know what God says? It says pray for them. To pray for them. Why did Jesus teach this? Why did Jesus tell us to pray for people that, we, that hate us? Why? Because I know we don't want to do that, right? Like we don't want to do that. We're like, no. It's this, that the right attitude will lead to the right behavior. Like, you got to adjust your attitude. you got to adjust what's going on on the inside before you can change anything on the outside. Like, you're, you're responsible for you, you know? Charles, Charles Mandal, he's like, 10% 10, 10 of life is what happens to you, and 90% of life is what you, you response to that 10%. Like, what's going on on the inside? Like, when you feel offended, like, maybe it's justified. Like, I'm not even saying it's wrong. Like, most of our offenses, there's some truth there, right? And some of it's been absolutely crazy, but what if you've been actually wronged? Like, how do you deal with that? How, how do you put that on your heart in order to pray for somebody else? The right attitude renews your mind. You have a, a different spirit when you begin to pray. And this is, this is literally, it's, it's going to start. Like, there was a season in my life where I, I felt betrayed. I felt like I, I've been, uh, like, ostracized. And a lot of stuff had happened, and a lot of stuff was spoken over. And there's a point in my life where I was like, man, I'm, I'm kind of mad, you know? <laughs> like, I'm real bitter. Like, I'm upset. And what do you do with that? And then, so I began to pray, and it started something like this. It said, uh, God, do something. Do something, God. It's pretty open-ended, you know. Do something. That involves suffering. There's other things that God could do. But do something, God. Just do something. And then after a few weeks of really thinking through the situation, it's like, hey, God, do something. Do something, God. Do something, do something significant. Like, I'm, I'm trying to believe this, God. Do something. And then it goes to the next level where it's like, bless them. Okay, bless them. God bless them. Bless them. After a time, hey, God bless them. God use them. God expand the ministry. God heal their life. God make something significant out of what, what, what turned to ashes, God. Rebuild the ashes. God use that. That's the story that you have to live because God's gonna change your attitude as you begin to pray. He's gonna do work inside your life that we're called to not only pray and we're called to bless other people. You know, I learned this when I, when I prayed that prayer. That prayer didn't change them, but it changed me. 
It did, I, I, I had no idea what's gonna happen in their life, but it changed my life, right? Like for many of us, we're literally sitting in a cell of bitterness and anger, and it keeps us up like two or three in the morning, you wake up and you're mad about something, and you're still fuming the next day, and you hear that person's name, and your neck's getting red, and you're like, man, I can't believe this and this and this. And we're sitting in this prison cell, but the door is wide open because we're not all ready to offer forgiveness. Jesus wants us to pray because he wants us to walk out of the prison cell. How do you forgive like Jesus? Not only do you pray for those who hurt you, but two is forgive as Jesus forgave us. Forgive as Jesus forgave us. Paul says this in Colossians 3.13. It says this, forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. You know, I don't know about you, but I've been forgiven a lot. I've lied in life, I've cheated in life, I've stolen life, I've, I've done a lot in my life, right? Like I've made mistakes, I've tried to do it a certain way and found out there's was the wrong way. There's something I do every day that sins against God. There's something in my life every day that I fall short on. And I don't know what it is in your life, but we're not perfect, right? And we gotta forgive just like for Jesus forgave us. Like I'm sure glad that Jesus didn't look into the eyes at the person on the cross and said, hey, you're not good enough for me. Like you don't really measure up quite yet. I'm sure, I'm sure glad Jesus considered my sin and died for my sin and took it on his shoulders. And for us here today, Jesus died for you. Like Jesus saved us from much, amen? There's so much in our lives we're saved from. And so we offer that same forgiveness back. It's not a, just a reception of forgiveness from Jesus, but we actually are called to show forgiveness that Jesus gave us. Is that crazy? I mean, I'm stepping on some toes maybe here, right? Like that's tough. I'm asking you to do something tough. I'm asking you to do something that nobody, the world will not understand. You are justified in what you're doing, but I'm asking you to do something tough for Jesus. So how do we forgive like Jesus? You know, at some point you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice to, to forgive or you make a choice to be bitter. And for many of us, and I've seen this a lot, I've seen this around my family, I've seen this around people in general, but I've seen it. I've been the person. We just make a choice to be bitter. Like, I wanna be the best bitter person here. Like that person shows up at Christmas, you're gonna be like, man, you better get out of here. I'm not coming back. Like you get it. I'm not, the, oh man, they're here. The whole time you're smack talking and they show up, you're like, I love you. Yeah, here's a side hug. Yeah, cool, whatever. And they're gone. We get, we get so bitter, right? Like we, we're gonna hold it in. We're, we're gonna not do what God's called us to do. Sometimes we, uh, we just wake up, right? In the middle of the night. Sometimes we're, we're thinking about stuff. Sometimes you hear that somebody's name and it sounds like somebody else's name. And all of a sudden we're like, oh man, remember that guy? Like, I can't believe that person did this to me. I can't believe that person did that to me. And it's just always on our mind. It's always on our heart. It's always draining our strength. And you just choose to be like the best bitter person. Like you think about that person, like I'm gonna claw their eyes out, Arr! you know? Like you're just, you're just mad, like it's all wound up tight. Like it's gonna change anything. Like that's what we choose to be. And this lady said this, Anne Lamont, she said this, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. I hope you die. Is it true? People do that all the time. They're so mad at something, so mad at someone, and they're holding all up in their heart. It's like, man, we're called to forgive people, man. We're drinking the poison of bitterness. We gotta give it back to God. So what do you, what do, you do when it hurts? You just gotta, you gotta give it to God. You gotta give it to God. Just like Jesus did on the cross, Father, forgive them. Just forgive them. They don't know what they're doing at all, man. These guys, if they knew what, if they, knew what they were doing, they wouldn't be doing this. They're just so blind. Like, just forgive them. It's our daddy's decision what to do about that, right? Like, their heavenly father's big enough to take our burden. And so we say, Father, take our burden. Take it. You don't, you just got the frozen soundtrack going. Just let it go. You know what I'm talking about? Just let it go. Just go, go, go. Give it to God. 
Let go of it. Let go of what was said about you. Let go of what was said to you. Let go of the hurt that somebody did to you intentionally. Let go of the bitterness. Let go of the sins that had happened to you. Let go of what happened in the past. Let go of it. This guy let it go. Give to Jesus the same way we come to Jesus in faith and say, hey, I forgive these people. The same way Jesus forgave our sin, the same way he let go of our sin, we choose by faith to let go of the sins against us. Because Jesus forgave me, we can forgive others. You know, in a situation I've been kind of walking around at some level, there's a point where I came, I said, hey, look, I'm gonna write a note to this person that offended me. I'm gonna write a note. I'm gonna like just get this out. Then come to the end of this. And so I write this note and just saying, hey, look, I forgive you. I believe in you. I know God's gonna use you. I just list all this stuff out in the note and I put my desk. Of course, for two weeks, I'm wondering if I'm gonna deliver this note, right? (laughs) Like, am I really gonna send this note? Am I I struggling with this? And so I said, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go take it. So I I drove and I just delivered the note. And what I found is when when I delivered the note, it didn't, it didn't, didn't change anybody else but me. Like there was a prisoner and that was myself, right? Like I had taken that step and said, hey, you know what? This isn't mine anymore. Like this is totally God's. And that's the only way we can lead. That's the only path that leads to freedom is when you step out of the cell and say, I can't fight this battle. This isn't my battle to fight. I'm not trying to conquer this hill. This is Jesus' hill. And so I'm gonna step out. I'm gonna give it back to God. You know, I don't know who's carrying an offense today. I bet every single one of us has some kind of offense in our life. Maybe it's significant abuse. Maybe it was something that, maybe it's just that annoying person around you that's just kind of always tearing you down. The person that makes you feel like that high, like you're just never good enough. You can't measure up. Maybe that's the offense. But God's calling us to give it back. It's not like the world that says hate, return evil for evil, be mad, be bitter. You know, tell your story, dramatize it, and put it on Facebook. Shoot a video, you know? Like, that's not what it's happening. Jesus gives another path. He says, forgive them. God calls us to pray for them. God calls us to love them. God calls us to forgive them as Jesus forgave us. We forgive as Jesus forgave us. Father, I pray this morning, God, for any number of people here that may be going through a significant hurt or wound. God, I ask for your presence, God, in this moment. God, I pray for your Holy Spirit, God, just to speak into our lives, God, just to show us the places that we may have been harboring just an offense inside of our heart, God. I pray for your help to give us uh, just the power to forgive, God, not to forget, but to move forward, God, in forgiveness. Guys, we continue to pray. I just ask uh, just boldly, um, just very directly for those of you who may be carrying a hurt right now in your life. Maybe there's a wound from the past. Maybe somebody said something. Maybe somebody did something you care about. Maybe it's something that's really not that big, but just kind of ongoing and nagging. And today you want to choose to start seeking God, just to ask him to help you forgive that person, just to let it go. And if that's you today, if you want to be real honest, this today could be a real beginning of healing for you. But would you just lift your hand right now over the room if that's you and say, there's, there's some offenses I need to let go. I see hands all over the place, all over the place. There's offenses. I'm going to pray for you. God, we come before you. Thank you so much for the honesty of people here, God. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit does a work in our hearts. God, we can't change what happens to us, God, but we can change how we respond. God, I ask you to give us the ability to only do what you can do supernaturally, God. We cannot humanly, God, we cannot humanly forgive, God, without your power. So, God, we forgive because of what you did for us. And so, God, I pray you do a work in our hearts, God, that we can forgive the unforgivable, just like God gave his life for us, God, in a moment of pure hatred and rage from humanity, God, the creation was crucifying the creator, God, just like the Father forgave us, God. We pray that we be able to forgive others. God, I pray for those that have offended us. God, I pray that you would... You would do something. 
God, you would do something significant in their life, God. I pray that, that they would be different, God. We pray that they would grow up, God, that they would change. God, we pray for a change of heart, a change of direction. God, I pray even more that you not just do something, God, but I pray that you would bless them. God, I pray you bless our enemies. God, I pray you do something in the enemy's life, God, that we can't do, God. I pray that you would take them to the place that you want to take them, God. I pray that you'd restore their purpose, God. I pray you bring them back to a place of brokenness, God, a place, God, where they can be used by you, God. I pray for healing in relationships, God. I pray for healing with our brothers and sisters, God. I pray for healing in our families with, between moms and, and, and daughters and, and fathers and sons, God. I pray for something to be different in our lives, God. I pray for those to see us just lead the way, God, that we love people no matter how they treat people. We still love them. We don't agree with them, but we love them. And so, God, we ask you to do a work in our hearts. God, as we continue to pray today, I know there's somebody today that say, hey, look, I'm that person. I'm that person that needs forgiveness. I'm the person that, like me, I have done wrong. I've hurt people. Maybe I've lied. I've, I've abandoned something. Maybe I feel I'm living in guilt. I know I'm not living right today. And there's good news. You're not here by accident. And God wants to show you his love that Jesus accepts you right now the way you are. You don't have to clean your life up. You don't have to clean up the mess that you're in, but Jesus will transform your life. The Bible says this, if you confess your sin to God, he is faithful and just to cleanse you from all unrighteousness and forgive you of your sins. Many of you, that's exactly where you are right now here today, and it's time to let it go. It's time to forgive. It's time to move on. It's time to call on the name of Jesus. It's time to be transformed. When you call on the name of Jesus, he will save you. He will lift the weight of your sin off your shoulders. He offers forgiveness of sins. He will make you brand new. He's not gonna upgrade you. He's not gonna give you the next level. He's gonna tear you down and build you brand new with a new identity, a new name, and separate your sins as far as the East is from the West. Maybe today some of you recognize today is your day that you need Jesus. May you say yes to Jesus in your life. Yes, I need to surrender him. Yes, I'm gonna put my faith and trust in Jesus. All across this room, if that's you, if you'd say, I wanna trust in Jesus today, would you just raise your hand without anybody looking around? If that's you today, you say, I'll put my trust in Jesus. I see your guys' hands, that's awesome. I see your hands, give them, give them a shout, that's so awesome. Anybody else like that? Say, so just put your hand up, say, I need Jesus this morning. That's so incredible. Man, God offers forgiveness of sin. I just wanna, I just wanna pray, just lead you in a prayer. You can pray this prayer and ask God to come in your life. Heavenly Father, God, I pray you forgive me of my sin. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for me. God, I know I stood at the foot of the cross, God, and it was me with a hammer. And God, I pray you forgive me, God, for crucifying you. God, thank you for all you've done in my life. God, I pray you put me on a new path. God, to be transformed by your power. Thank you for your son, Jesus. In his name I pray, amen. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.